People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. So we just want to take one minute to tell you guys about Bravo's Below Deck Mediterranean. I feel like most of you are familiar with the show, but if not, I'm going to tell you about it anyway because it is a must watch. If you follow the account, you know that we post the Sunday night Chrissy Teigen Roundup, and she's often tweeting about it, so it often makes its way into the Roundup. Basically, if you've never seen Below Deck Mediterranean, it follows a group of nine crew members who live and work aboard a mega yacht, and they're serving these wealthy and kind of uncompromising charter guests. So Bravo follows them as they undertake a new charter season in the French Riviera, which is literally the pinnacle of yachting. And each episode is kind of different in that it presents a new group of guests and a new set of challenges for the crew members to have to undertake. The boats are big and the personalities are even bigger. It's interesting because, you know, the long hours and the high stress of having to cater to these people above deck, and then we get to see below deck the kind of tension and politics between the crew members. Personally, my favorite thing about the show is that you can pick it up at any time. So there's no need to have any, you know, previous season knowledge to be able to get it. And every season, there are these wide-eyed new crew members that join the, the fan favorites. So Captain Sandy is back, who is the fearless leader that doesn't put up with any BS. Jump on board with Below Deck Mediterranean. New episodes every Monday at 9, 8 central, only on Bravo. Or catch up anytime on Bravo On Demand. Hi, guys. I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back. Another week. <laughs> This one, I feel like we just want to preface by saying, for some reason, the stories this week are like pretty intense. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I thought there were none. Like when I was doing the outline, I texted you. I was like, so nothing happened this week. And you were like, some stuff happened. I was like, yeah, but nothing that we care about. And then all of a sudden, it was like a million things that we care about. Yeah, a lot of things happened. So we're going to try to keep it as light as possible. But I'm just warning you, some of the stuff is just pretty heavy. So we're just going to get through it. Um, in light of that, though, we're going to start with not our biggest news story, but just one that brought us happiness and is definitely light. So Rihanna, for kind of the first time, I feel like in a while, spoke about marriage and kids. So she was interviewed by Sarah Paulson because they were in Ocean's 8 together. And for Interview Mag, Sarah interviewed her. And she, her boyfriend, Rihanna's been dating this billionaire, Hassan Jamil. They've been dating since June of 2017. We don't really see much or hear much about him. They're other very private. Very private. Other than like the random shots of them on a yacht. Yeah. And like at a, yeah, it's like either them on a yacht or them at like a basketball game. And like, yeah. Yeah. But so in this interview, she said, of course, she's in love with him. And when Sarah asked her about marriage, Rihanna said, and I quote, only God knows that girl. We plan and God laughs, right? I'll marry her. I know. And then she says, um, you know, that she does want to be a mother. And, and I quote, more than anything in life. Again, Which, she can be my mom also. I never – I feel like we haven't really heard Rihanna engage in a conversation about that, right? No, we haven't. But I do know that she has nieces that, and nephews that she's very close with. So I'm not surprised to hear her say that by mm -hmm, any means. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of – maybe there was a time when there was everything going on with her and Drake that she could have mentioned, like motherhood, motherhood and that whole thing. But and I don't think she's – it's been a long time since she's spoken this candidly, I believe. Yeah, I mean also – 
they must – I. it seems like from the very little we know that they have a really good relationship. I mean they're both – she was just rated as one of like the, the top the, – the, the, the top wealthiest um, female Perf- artist or yeah. performer. And obviously he's a billionaire. So I mean their life is just – she's cruising. No, she's doing That's well. why she's so unbothered when she posts about Fenty or something and everybody kind of comes at her like, great with your line, but what about – like what about our music? She's just so unbothered. She's it's not bothered by – she's the – I mean there is no one I love more. I really have – such a love for her but I think everyone does but Kanye's up there for you it's different it's like my love for Rihanna is very um similar to my love for Beyonce Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. the same type of same type of love I love them all though yeah okay we're gonna move on to story number two this again it's kind of intense but I feel like we have to talk about it so Jessica Biel sparked major controversy this week after she posted on Instagram with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. who he's known as a like anti-vaccine activist and the internet went fucking wild accusing her of, you know, accusing her of being an anti-vaxxer and because of this bill that she and Robert are lobbying against, which would f- tighten immunization requirements. So I'm going to read you the caption. I know it's kind of boring. Just bear with me for the next like 15 seconds because I think it's important. So she posted on Instagram and said, this week I went to Sacramento to talk to legislators in California about a proposed bill. I'm not against vaccinations. I support children getting vaccinations, and I also support families having the right to make educated medical decisions for their children alongside their physicians. My concern with the bill is solely regarding medical exemptions. My dearest friends have a child with a medical condition that warrants an exemption from vaccinations, and should this bill pass, it would greatly affect their family's ability to care for their child in the state. And then she goes on to say that's why she spoke to legislators and argued against this bill, not because she doesn't believe in vaccinations, just because she believes in giving doctors and families, like, the right to treat however they decide. This was... Even that caption, by the way, didn't... It only made things worse. Because, I mean, listen, I know a fair amount about vaccinations, but I'm not going to give my own personal opinion. But what everyone else was saying in regards to that sentence about her friend who has a kid that is exempt from vaccinations is... That's the whole reason that vaccinations need to be tightened because it protects those kids that can't get it. So, for example, if you're in a school and your kid cannot medically get a vaccination because they're allergic to it or they'll have a reaction or something, then the whole point of vaccinating everybody else is to protect that one kid. So it it was just incredibly confusing to everybody, I think. Totally. I think, though, like Jessica Biel is one of those celebrities that has kind of always been, I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm just missing something, she's kind of like unproblematic in the sense of we haven't really heard major like scandals. I think if anything, she's looked at in such a positive and admirable and like non-controversial light. So she knew damn well by posting this that this was going to spark something, which must show how like seriously, intensely she cares about this to be willing to submit herself to that. Yeah, which I guess, I guess a lot of people could call that a delusion if you want to. I the the thing with it is you're right. She is. That's why people were so surprised. I know. By this, I was, that's why I was because shocked. she is is so unproblematic and doesn't seem to have anything. And this you know, anti-vax and this whole vaccination thing is like one of the number one topics right now. And people are dying from this, from from young kids who aren't old enough to get vaccinated being exposed to people thinking that they know more than medical professionals. And it's it's wild to me that she would do this. I, I don't know. I, I think it's crazy. Has personally. Justin said anything about it? No. Yeah. I'm so curious about that. So curious. I, I mean, people really like because this is so much bigger, like there's a lot of jokes out there and memes about anti-vaxxers and all of those things. And like, when it comes down to it, like, aside from the memes, it's so much bigger than this because it's people's lives at stake. And when you, like, hear celebrities start to talk about these things, it just feeds more people into this, like, conspiracy theory. It's just so crazy. People were so, so caught off well, guard. I think what's so interesting about it is because I feel like, you know how we go in, like, meme trends? Obviously, we yes. that's all we talk about. But I feel like right now, one of the biggest meme trends is anti-vaxxers. So even if you're someone that knows absolutely nothing about this, you know that word because of the meme. So you even, even if you didn't care at all, you now are more tuned into Jessica talking about it because you know about it, at least from internet culture. Yeah. I don't know. This is a bold move on her part. But there's that. So just wanted to inform you guys on what's going on there. Second, this was also like super intense. I'm sorry, we can't control the stories. Ariana Grande was performing in Mac Miller's hometown of Pittsburgh as one of the stops on her tour. And it was obviously very emotional for her. And she apparently had like an empty seat reserved for him and a Mac Miller playlist that she played before the show, which, oh my God. And she, when she was singing the lyric about him and Thank You Next, she like broke down on stage. Did you see the video? Yeah. It's, It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. And I got so pissed. I read an article that, or like a headline that was like, 
fans accuse Ariana Grande of dragging out Mac Miller's death as a way to And I was like, are you fucking with no. me? Like, this, yeah, they weren't dating at the time, but she's who gives in a, a shit? She's in a lose-lose situation with this because no matter what she does, she's getting backlash. If she doesn't talk about it enough, she's not, like, caring enough. And if she talks about it too much, then she's using it to, like, for her own selfish whatever. It's just ridiculous. I think that she is so beyond affected by this and probably talks about it 1% of what she feels. Probably because she knows yes. that exactly that like negative view that people could look through, look at it through. I completely, completely agree. It's a lose-lose for her. It's so, I don't know. Watch that video and you tell me that she was, quote, acting. I mean, and also, by the way, like no one... No one goes on stage with the intention of breaking down during their concert, during their biggest song. I mean, that's the song that she... I, I was at the Ariana Grande concert, not that one. I was I was at Barclays Center. And that's the encore song. Like, she ends and then she comes back out and sings. It's like the biggest song of the night. She Obviously, no one goes out there with the intention of, like, breaking down and crying during your biggest song. And also, I'm sure it was something that she was stressed out about before she went out. Like, she knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, you just know that it's going to hit you hard when it happens. And I think that, I don't know, that was as genuine as a video as I've ever seen. I totally, so totally. There are certain things you can't fake. I totally agree. Okay, we're moving on now to Taylor Swift. So as you guys know, a couple weeks ago, she was very involved in Tennessee with getting the mayor governor to sign the Equality Act. And she's continuing her LGBTQ support and advocacy by she releasing this song called by she releasing what a fucking grammar that what was a what a by, re- by releasing the song you need to calm down and it's very much um you know like in support of lgbtq there are lines like why are you mad when you could when you could be glad and control your urges to scream all about the people you hate because shade never made anybody less gay so she comes out with this song and then she comes out with this music video the music video was dropped this morning dropped this morning yeah we're recording on monday so monday morning for you guys it's tuesday the music video had cameos from everyone from Katy Perry, which I'm going to get into in a minute, to Ryan Reynolds, Ciara, uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and his husband, Je- Justin Matika. Like, the whole Queer Eye, all of them, yeah. It was it was super, super big. Like, it made a splash that she wanted to. So, and I want to just touch on the Katy Perry thing, P- Katy Perry thing and then we'll get into the audience um, kind of interpretation. But first, a couple of days ago, we see that Katy Perry posts a picture of chalk chip cookies on a plate with the writing like let's be friends and she tagged taylor swift and taylor commented like the hearts obviously we posted it that was a big kind of you know i don't know tangible example as to their feud being over although they had kind of put it to the side anyway previously so everybody is like i sense a collab i sense a collab and then she drops this video Katy perry's in the video wearing basically the exact same cheeseburger outfit that she wore to the Met Gala and Taylor's wearing French fries and they're like together. It's this kind of, I understand the symbolism, but it just was kind of weird, I thought. <laughs> um, anyway, so in terms of the way that the criticism slash support that the song got. So there was major, major support on the song because people were saying, oh my God, she's such an ally to the LGBTQ community. Like this is amazing. This is what we need. She's so visibly supportive, whatever. She also, though, got a lot of criticism by people saying that she's, like, quote, hopping on the queer bandwagon in order to, you know, kind of put herself in a more favorable light. And people were saying that she equated, like, the feeling of being – the struggles that she feels as a celebrity with LGBTQ struggles. Is that is that correct that I'm just That's, saying the interpretation? That was – um a lot of things there was a lot of things said that was one thing that was said was that she there was a quote from an article you can read it but that that's essentially what it was i think everyone had really mixed reviews some people called it baiting some people said it was amazing i mean said it was amazing it was it was i mean listen i have a million and one op- opinions as somebody who can't have a personal stake in the game because i'm not part of the lgbtq community i can't really say how it affected me or what my opinion of it is i just don't think it's right so i'll plead the fifth on this one but i think that it's interesting to hear everybody's opinions on this and everybody's side well because it's so and and you know it's so it really is one of those things where it comes out and there are some people where like they really think this was the best possible thing that could happen to like the the most support that, that an artist could possibly show and then the other side is like absolutely not how dare you kind of use it i don't know i i'm just I telling yeah. you what, what was Mo- said i think that i would say most of what i saw on the internet was in support of her yes most of it i'm not gonna like come out and be like it was entirely split mixed reviews but there were certain definitely people who had a non-favorable reaction to the song and also i think a lot of people's um frustration 
possibly with Taylor Swift doing this is that while what she's doing is amazing, there's no, I'm not going to say that like what she's doing isn't incredible and like clearly with good intention, in my opinion, maybe not with uh, the best follow through sometimes. I I don't know. I want to word that. But um, a lot of people's frustration comes from the fact that Taylor Swift was silent during the 2016 election and now all of a sudden is, is speaking up and some people could take that as a good thing. Finally, she's speaking up. Some people are like, okay, now you speak. Like, right. it, See, that's that, what a lot of frustration comes I from. I know. See, with me, that's always such a kind of like we were – it's totally different, but kind of like we were just saying with Ariana Grande being a lose-lose. I almost feel like it's not fair. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe it wasn't right that she didn't speak up, but a lot of people didn't. And now, like, why can't we applaud her for speaking up now? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, then then what? Like, no, no, I totally I, right, agree no, with you. I'm just saying what I think yeah. that a lot of people feel. I, I think that uh, no matter what Taylor Swift does, there's always going to be a difference of opinion. I, she's just a very polarizing person, and I think we have definitely uh, experienced, that. experienced that and experienced both sides of the Taylor Swift fandom and the Taylor Swift um really just dislike of her. Dislike Listen, of her. Listen, we're, we're beating around the bush a little here because we have been vocal in the sense that, like, we think that she's really talented. Obviously, she's she seems like a, a, like a good person. But personally, neither of us are like on the bandwagon like everyone else is. But we're trying to speak about it in a light that like we get it. What she's doing is incredible. But we're also just showing the other side. That's all. I like hate talking about her on here. I literally have never felt more nervous so, in my life. It's so stressful for us because we're not trying to like like you know we're not trying to shade her by any means. I think. I think there's a lot of validity to what she does, but I, we would be lying if we're going to sit here and be like, that was the best thing I've ever heard because we just don't feel that way. We're allowed to have our opinions, but I feel like we're discussing it a lot more objectively than we used to, and that's good. Remember, we used to not. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah. I think there's, we, a, there's a lot I could say, but I won't. That, right. Let's leave it at that. I think we should just move on. So we just want to stop to tell you guys about Dave.com. Overdraft fees... If you are anything like me, you cannot stand them. I believe that it's time for them to die. Those surprise bank charges over a couple of bucks in your account are useless, painful, and nothing but pure profit for big banks. But thanks to the Dave app, you never have to pay an overdraft fee again. So let me explain to you what it is. Basically, Dave is the number one budgeting app in America because it saves you from overdraft fees, tells you about upcoming bills, and can advance you $75 from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest. The amazing thing about the Dave app is that it's literally $1 a month, which equates to $12 a year. It's way less than an overdraft fee, and you'll never have to pay one again. It can help you budget for upcoming expenses, text you if you're spending too much, and if you need cash fast, they can advance you $75 in just 90 seconds. Also, my personal favorite thing about this is that Mark Cuban is an investor in Dave because he got crushed by overdraft fees in his 20s, and he wants you to never pay an overdraft fee again, which a Mark Cuban endorsement to me, I mean, what could be better? There are 3 million people that currently use Dave to save up to $1,000 a year in overdraft fees, and that's why it's the number one budgeting app in the App Store. So go to dave.com slash celebs. It really helps the show if you let them know you heard it here, and then download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Go now, dave.com slash celebs. It's spelled just like it sounds, dave.com, D-A-V-E dot com slash celebs. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. So next thing we want to talk about is Jessie J. So she, obviously you guys know she's dating Channing Tatum, and she came out and spoke really publicly and kind of candidly about her own infertility and about meeting Channing's daughter. So Someone asked her like if if it was difficult to meet to meet his daughter, and she said, "God knows, she's just six and absolutely lovely." And then she told the Times that she's determined to be a mother. She said, 
I might go down the route of adoption or even surrogacy. I pray that I have children the natural way, but if not, I'll deal with it. She, what, what happened was that a couple, a couple, she revealed a couple months ago that in November during a London concert, th- that's when she revealed it, that the doctors told her four years ago that she'd never be able to have children. By the I way, I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that until I read this. So bold of her to like, remember we were just talking last week. I think it was last week we were saying how it's a, it can be such a triggering question for women. Like you think it's such a natural thing. She's like, oh, are you thinking about having kids? And you have no idea what that could do to them. Yes. And after we said that, we got so many emails from women being like, thank you for speaking on that because I have been like, I can't have kids for X reason. And I get a chill through my spine when someone asks me. So I wonder, I don't know the details of this. I wonder if this interview was she brought it on or if people were asking her based on her statements, like how how it kind of happened that they were talking about this. You know what I mean? Um, I think that if I had to guess, you know, it was back in November that she said this and maybe it didn't get as much traction as she thought. And maybe in light of this new relationship with Channing Tatum, people have been bringing it back up again. Do you think you guys will have kids? And I think that this interview was her way of being like, I, I already told you and I know it didn't get enough attention the first time. So maybe we'll try this again. Mm-hmm, totally. But I mean, good good for her. Like yeah. to be able to speak. That's like not by no means an easy thing to speak about. And I I agree. Um, as you guys know, at the end we do the Kardashian recap, but we need to. I think this was like big enough that I want to just talk about it in the regular in the regular episode. So, Chloe, Tristan, there was some drama. I'm going to tell you what happened. Jordan Craig, who is Tristan's baby mama and who had her baby while Chloe and Tristan were dating came forward recently and she said that Chloe's relationship with Tristan caused her stress and major health complications during her pregnancy. And Chloe then kind of came forward and said that as far as she concerned, she was concerned there was no cheating involved and that Tristan went through like major lengths to ensure her that he was broken up with her. Chloe posted two stories and I'm going to read you word for word because it's important. I know you've probably seen them, but just hearing them as opposed to reading them is a little different. You're so good at reading. <laughs> it's like literally incredible. <laughs> Julie says because she hates doing it. Okay. So Chloe writes on her Insta story, my truth is I met Tristan because he chose to go on a blind date with me. A mutual friend set us up. After going on some dates, Tristan told me that he had an ex that was pregnant. Obviously, I was reluctant about us continuing to date or start a relationship. He pleaded with me that the relationship was over long before we met. He had me talk with his most inner circle. He showed me physical proof, which was correspondence between the two, and had me on calls with his lawyers to prove his point. His best friends, business associates, and even his mother told me him and his ex were broken up before we met. Then she writes, this is my truth, the truth that I believed and trusted. If I, for any, if for any reason, this is not in fact the truth, I'm so completely and utterly sorry that Tristan and his inner circle would lie on something like this. I pray my truth is in fact that. Lord knows I pray, but now I really don't know what to believe. Truthfully, from the deepest parts of my soul, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for any pain that has been created either way. No woman deserves to go through anything like this. This is my truth. Right in the fucking heart. Crazy. We posted, the second this happened, we posted this in our Patreon Facebook group because I knew that everybody was going to be freaking out about it as much as we were. You guys, this was intense. First of all, this is like one of the first times that we've really heard Jordan speak out so publicly. I imagine that Jordan has been dying to share her story. And I mean, first of all, I guess good for her for not speaking out while like Chloe was with him because like it would have been so easy for her to bash Chloe and I don't think that was her intention with this I think it was just like saying that like if you're a month pregnant no matter who your baby daddy is like dating whether it's Chloe Kardashian or whatever it's going to be traumatic but to have it be somebody so public and have it so thrown in your face of course that's traumatic and even if it was cheating or not that's still traumatic for her um a lot of people weren't 100% satisfied with Chloe's response. I think they were like, okay, good, you didn't cheat. But still, it's like, if somebody has to go through that much trouble to prove themselves to you, isn't that a red flag? What do you think about that? I don't know. Like, I totally, no. Okay, I want to be really clear. There is a 0% part of me here that's even going to remotely blame Chloe. No, right? no, no, that's I know not you're what not. I'm I know you're not. I'm just, I want to be clear in saying that. Like, the fact that she even had to post this story and the fact that she's still, like, included in this narrative and tied to this guy who is just such a goddamn fucking asshole breaks my heart. It really does. I think, if anything, what this showed was more so, like, I believe Chloe 100%. I don't think she's lying. I think that was the I don't truth. either. 
I think, yeah, I can understand what you're saying of like, or what people were saying. People, not, not me. you. No, not you. People were saying of like, okay, yeah, fine. But if he's so, if he was just with this woman, it's a little close. I get it. I also think that feelings get in the way and, and like real life happens and, and whatever. I just think this, what this showed to me was nothing new. It's just, wow, like Tristan is a fucking asshole. And he, here's the, like, here he goes. I mean, if you think that's bad, let's go on to the second part of that story. Which is? Which is that he apparently was paying Jordan to not date anyone else. And to make herself, quote, available to him while he was dating Chloe. So, I mean, let's just, let's just take a moment of silence to process what she just said. Like, do you hear that? This guy has such deep-rooted stuff. I can't. It's <sighs> crazy. Because he is. It's like, forget about anything, how much we obviously love the Kardashians. Like, just as a woman. That's some. He no, he's like he is he has stuff. He has stuff. Like I feel for I feel for I feel for Jordan just as much as I feel for Chloe. I really do. Also, I read something where she was saying like she doesn't want he gives more to True, I guess she was saying, than he does than she does to their son. And like he doesn't she doesn't want her son to grow up with this complex of like he's not the favorite. Like he she is a Tristan has a favorite child in True. I don't know. I just the whole thing makes me so sad. It really does. Yeah, it's I feel so bad for chloe and so bad for jordan that they're just forever tied to this person i feel the same way and i know chloe would say or like one could say if you're looking at it from the bright side like she got a beautiful daughter out of it and yeah she did like everything had to happen for a reason because she needed true and part of her needing true was she had to be linked with tristan and i think it will change her for the better and all those things but still he just does not seem like a nice guy and i've said it every single episode and i'll say it again if he wasn't as as handsome as he is like if he's so hot i don't think he would have this i don't think he'd be paying a woman to like She'd be okay with just, like, making herself available. He's so hot. I bet he's really good in bed. I really do. He's got some sociopathic shit, though. Yeah. That is not – that is far past anything. That is, like – you have to have a genuine – not even not caring, but a genuine want to hurt people if you are going as far as to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's just like a level of narcissism that's so heightened. Like I think that he thinks just really for himself and whatever that means. And whoever gets to hurt in the process, I don't think he's trying to hurt them. I think he's just only looking out for himself. I don't know. There's a live We have some thoughts. Let's take you now to Britney Spears' closet, um, which was <laughs> – What is happening today? This is like the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Was it the weirdest thing you've ever seen? No, yeah, th- this was kind of off. So <laughs> kind of, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I just, I'm so saddened by it. So, Brittany, for the past couple of weeks, has kind of been taking to Instagram to, as some could say, like prove that she isn't in this weird situation that everybody else thinks she is. Kind of like go against this conspiracy. So last week, her her approach was attacking the paparazzi that she thinks they're photoshopping the pictures of her to make her look heavier, and she says. She posts a video of herself in a bathing suit. And she's like, look at me. I'm skinny as a needle, which never in my life have I heard that term. Have you? There was a whole thread. There was a whole thing on Twitter. And it was like, Britney Spears as needles. And it was like the funny. No, no one has ever said that before. Also, like, I feel like just to speak objectively, her body, if anything, I think is so like toned and amazing. But I think what I love about her body is that she's not so, so, so super skinny. Like she has curves. She has muscle tone and all that. And and. I don't know. It was just very bizarre. But anyway, she posts this video of herself in her closet and she's like, guys, you're not going to believe it. Look what the housekeepers did while I was away. And she takes a video of her closet being all color coordinated. One, I, I don't, I have so the many The way thoughts. she said it first of all was so weird. It was like from the bed. It wasn't like, look what my housekeeper did. It was like, guys, I don't know. I can't even, I can't even impersonate. It was like, she was like possessed or something. She's on. I feel like every single thing she does, she's reading a script. It was like, you know what that, that video was when you're little and you decide like, it's like your first time using your like parents' cell phone or whatever. And you get to make a video. Yeah. Like it was like, she was doing a scripted video. It's bizarre. Everything she says seems so scripted and so, um, like to prove a point. Like, for example, like okay, there's that rumor that she can't have an iPhone. And it's one of the things that she says in court is that she just wants an iPhone more than anything. All of a sudden, there's a picture of her with an iPhone conveniently placed right next to her. Nothing else in the picture. She's on a yacht. There's nothing else in the picture, and it's the iPhone. Like, they're not even subtle with the way they're doing this. It's just... And it wasn't even an iPhone 10. (laughs) There is something so goddamn off. There's just... I'm sorry. Believe what conspiracy theories you want. Don't. But you have to admit that something is just not right in this case. Also, like, just to say, if it's her housekeepers that are doing it or whatever, like, I have never seen a celebrity with hangers like that. 
I've never seen a celebrity with carpeting in their closet. Maybe we're Call just spoiled. Crazy. Maybe we're just spoiled by like the Tommy Hilfigers and Chris Jenners and Heather Dubrow's of the world. But that closet was not one that you. And by the way, my question is like, first of all, there's two parts of this. Like, who like? <laughs> it's she's acting like she was surprised. Like she just got home and the housekeeper decided to take it among themselves to organize her closet. When has that ever happened? N- never. You never just get surprised by your closet being organized. If you guys haven't watched this video and you're a little confused, just watch it and then you'll and understand. You'll see it's off. It's not us just like reading too much into a celebrity closet and like being overly <laughs> critical. It's just there's something so fucking off. Yeah, I just like I I don't know. My I get so unsettled every time yeah. Brittany does something like this because I I know something's off. I can't say it's like, like I don't know what it is, but it's something. That's for damn sure. Let's move on to some happy news. So A Rod and J Lo, as you know, just epitomize being able to like blend their families effortlessly. First of all, um, JLo posted for Father's Day. She obviously posted A-Rod and Mark and A-Rod commented like, happy Father's Day, Mark. Just really cute. So there's a video of JLo's daughter, Emmy, running into A-Rod's arms and he's like lifting her up and kissing her. It was. I sent it to you six times. I was like, I, I want to talk about this. And I put it in the outline because I just wanted to talk about it again. He is so sweet and so loving with them and then there was that other the video that he posted that she posted for father's day of him like kissing max and max sitting on his lap and him kissing emmy and like i can't i have just i I just can't every time i see them together no matter what they're doing even like his daughter and her daughter just like hugging each other at the concert and like dancing together it's beyond it's beyond me it's you want to know what it is like russell wilson vibes yeah, As you but, guys know, I know it's different, but Russell Wilson, no. the way that he is with – no, the difference here – there's a couple of differences. Number one, the way that Russell Wilson is with Ciara's son is un- – My favorite thing in the whole world. It is unbelievable. If you if you don't know anything about that relationship, you should really look into it or like we can talk more about it if you want because he really took that kid on like his own. The difference though is that I don't think Future responds so positively to that. Future is Ciara's ex and the no, father of that child. he doesn't he at all. Like, there's a lot of issues There's there. a lot of issues there whereas with – JLo and Mark and A-Rod it's like such such mutual love all around and I think they're also happy also like Mark Anthony unlike Future was never accused of not being a stand-up dad so that's probably like he doesn't have any of his own insecurities of his him being a father so he's fine to allow A-Rod in whereas I think Future comes at it as like shit it looks like Russell's taking my spot and the difference is in my opinion and the reason that it like resonates with me so definitely first of all I love Russell Wilson's like you know I'm obsessed with that relationship with Russell in the future I think that he is so unbelievable to him and like the most like thing you can do to step up as a man and a father is to like raise someone else's kid like they're your own and the difference though is that Russell Wilson came as the picture when Future was a couple of months old and it was like he's always been like this father him because he's watched him just grow up his whole life his whole life he's been there every step of the way A-Rod came in a couple of years ago and the kids were already pretty grown so for them not only to for him to not only love them so much but for them to then return that and take that on and like feel that paternal love for someone that's not their father and someone they met later in life is just I don't know. I think it is the most incredible thing. It is. And also, like, if you guys remember, I mean, Julie's like a very um, kind of diehard Yankees fan. And you were telling me this more. I didn't know it from like a baseball lens. I just like always heard things that A-Rod was always known as kind of like a dick. Like he really, he just was. He was very self-centered. I mean, he had a huge ego, rightfully so. And I think that in light of J-Lo, number one, and the fact that he's no longer like the goat like if anything she like if i had to compare the two who's like the greater of the two like to me i think she's on that pedestal and she and he would say that also and he would say that also so number one being with someone like that who shines so much and then like taking on this this additional role of being even more of a father it just softens him in a way that we really haven't seen previously literally my entire father's day yesterday was like our family sitting we were like watching we were watching a game we do every father's day like our whole family and they're like who we're like talking about we're like who is this a-rod because he he was just known. He just had a reputation of being a dick. Yeah, it's so like, true. And this is just a, a different person than we've ever seen. And like, I, I don't know. I think it is always so unbelievable to see somebody change like for the better like that. And I could talk about A-Rod and J-Lo's relationship and his relationship with the family for literally forever. Julie texted me yesterday. She's like, Instagram is hot today. And for some reason, I thought she meant like hot is in like a lot of comments. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, just like so many dads. And I was like, oh, I know. No. Wait, John Stamos. No, no, no. John Stamos. Instagram should not be open on Father's Day. It was illegal. Instagram turns into Pornhub on Father's Day. Oh, but that is so, that should be the title of this episode. It literally does. Josh Brolin. Literally happy Stamos. And then besides that, it's like, let's not pretend our friends don't have hot dads too. We're not. We're not going to name. We're any not names, names. You know I'm who scrolling you are. through stories, and I'm like, 
all right, <laughs> like, let's fucking go, Father's Day. You know exactly who you are. When we were on Barbara Corcoran's podcast, she was like, so I did some research, and I know that you like uh, horoscopes and older men. And literally, I wanted to, like, send her, like, a screenshot and be like, this is why, Barbara. This, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Father's Day is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Also, I love my own dad. Happy Father's Day to him, too. <laughs> Obviously, you know my dad's my favorite person in the whole entire universe. Literally, the Patreon is like, please, can we get a bonus episode of you and your dad? Please. So I was like, okay, I can't get that yet, bud. And I like posted this little video collage of him that I did, and everybody was like getting it. They're like, Emma, we get why you love I'm like, I know he's the greatest guy in the whole entire universe. Me, me I literally spent my Father's Day play on one hand like my dad was like asleep fell asleep on the couch halfway through we forgot to make we forgot to get him a card and he's like you didn't get me a card i'm like uh no maybe we'd whatever me and my sisters went in the other room we handmade him a card and it was like and you thought we didn't get you anything he's like you guys are absolutely ridiculous and then the other rest of my father's day was played spent playing words with friends with them as dad it was the funniest thing we're both packed like she's getting it from both sides i'm like i played what was the word that i played a quiz and zits yeah she was like you like that he's like oh shit she's pulling ahead he's like not for long and then we like me and my dad like both took an edible we were so stoned and i was like julie like he can't play he's not gonna do well it's like he's you have an unfair advantage it was so funny he won i know he won good job daddy so the weather is finally getting a little warmer and one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that and if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Okay. Um, also, I feel like there's a lot of baby news today. So Andy Cohen was in Albany fighting for surrogacy legal, legally in New York State and sharing his own personal story of his son. Obviously, he had his son through surrogacy, whose son is so cute. So cute. I had 0% idea that surrogacy was illegal in New York. I had, I who, had no idea. Who knew? So the act that he's lobbying it called for is called um, the Child Parent Security Act. And obviously, he, you know, it's, he's a huge advocate. It changed his life. And like, I think in New York, I, I, don't quote me on this, is one of two or three states where it's illegal, which is so shocking because New York is so progressive in so many other ways. I don't know. I just I had no idea. I hadn't. It was very weird. Very. We also just want to point out that it was Barbara Palvin and Dylan Sprouse's one-year anniversary. And oh, my God. Every single time. No. They're an amazing couple. Amazing. He posted on Hot but, couple, but sweet couple. Sweet. Something that's really annoying that he does, which I get is for something some artistic freedom thing, is he ha- his entire grid is um of this like image that I don't even know what it is. And then he always whatever his most recent Instagram picture is, he leaves it up for like a couple like a couple of days. Do you think and then he, he deletes, deletes it. or archives? Probably archives. But for as far as we can tell, he deletes it. So he posted a picture of her and he wrote, um, one whole year with Smoogie, from with Smoogie, from China to NYC to the rest of the world. I'll save this happiness for private, but my life is better now. Oh, love them. Really do. I really, I know. I okay. do too. We're getting through, Julie. Okay. This next one probably only ap- applies to Bravo fans, but I think it's interesting nonetheless, and I want to tell you about it. So Megan King Ed- Edmonds, she was on Real Housewives of Orange County. Her husband, she's 34. Her husband is 48. He is Jimmy Edmonds. He played for the St. Louis Cardinals, and now he's like a announcer. Um, if you ever watch, let me just set the scene by saying, if you ever watched the show, their marriage was always not necessarily a topic of discussion because of issues, but he was just never that warm. Like it always had this vibe of she was putting in more effort than he was. It was I, don't, I know you didn't watch the show, but like yeah, that, I had no idea. That was the general vibe. Like he, I never got a good like good energy from him in the sense of like you never saw him like excited to want to be with her or anything like that it just was was, and maybe I was just like okay maybe he's just not that outwardly affectionate so this weekend um allaboutthetea.com which is a website reported that 
Jimmy had allegedly reconnected with the former lover in March of 2018 while Megan was pregnant with her twin sons. So apparently, like, Megan left the girl an angry voicemail, and this, this website also published the screenshots of the sex between Jimmy and this girl. So he said to Us Weekly in a statement that he, quote, regrettably had a lapse in judgment and engaged in an inappropriate conversation with this person, but there was no type of relationship or physical contact. Clearly, I made a very poor decision to expose myself and my family to this type of person. For this, I am truly sorry and sought forgiveness from my wife. So Megan was like not even remotely ready to talk about this, but kind of felt like she had to since everybody was reporting on it. So she wrote a blog post and she says, which by the way, if you have even 1% interest of this, read the blog post. It was the most raw candid like vulnerable approach to this type of situation that i've seen in a really long time and it wasn't long and she writes i found out the same way you guys did in the tabloids um in the tabloids i i never left her voicemail for, for the other woman i called jimmy and he confessed to me that he had engaged he had exchanged lewd photos with this woman over the course of several months and a physical relationship never existed he paid her off to protect me so i'd never find out do i believe him i don't know because i don't trust him anymore physical or not he still had an affair and he admits this to me she also writes in her post that one of the reasons that this is even extra challenging is because they just got the news that their son, Hart, might have a neuro neurological disorder. So she finds out her son may have a neurological disorder. She finds out pub with the public that her husband has been sexting this other woman for the past like a year, that the husband then paid this woman off. I mean, this was like some Tristan Thompson shit. Yeah, no, it was – I have like had zero knowledge of – of them as people honestly before this but i read that whole post and it was heartbreaking it really that was. one part at the end where she's where she talks about like getting in her car just to, like be able to cry and not be like and the kids not see her was just, it like literally broke me i think also the reason this was probably so challenging is because you may have your own insecurities in your relationship but when you're on reality television like when you're on the housewives that's then broadcasted to the world and it was always a narrative i'm not even saying the show made it a narrative but you ask any watcher of the show that like jimmy didn't care and like megan was grasping on something that didn't exist whether or not that was true that's what people said so then to have this happen yeah it's really it's really fucked up i don't know she said that she thinks there's hope that they can move through it like whatever she thinks i don't know personally you can't say what you would do until you're in the situation i can imagine though i would have a really hard time yeah cheating doesn't have to be physical like it's one thing to flirt with someone as a at, like at a bar it's another thing to like gladly accept a picture of her tits also or engage like or, it's not even just accepting it's like a back and forth and and engaging to yeah. to me that's like to me it's like why that's can't you fully watch porn? cheating you know yeah don't you kind of agree oh i totally agree i mean i guess that I don't know. I don't know. We just – I wish you the best, Megan. I thought that was amazing that you did that. Okay. <laughs> In this next news, O.J. Simpson is on Twitter. Julie, take it away. Holy <laughs> fuck. This guy has some nerve joining Twitter. He has some no, nerve no, joining no, Twitter. Yeah. People who are murderers should not be on Twitter. Twitter should not create a platform for people who are murderers. With that being said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. OJ releases a video on his Twitter denying the affair with Kris Jenner. Wait, he starts it out by saying, listen, I have a lot of things to clear up. On here, I'm mostly going to talk about sports, but there are some other times when I'm going to talk some about some other things like this. Go. For so, so he goes on. We had spoken about this story, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago, that somebody who claimed to be OJ's former manager said that OJ had this relationship with Kris Jenner where they were on vacation once and... OJ and her had sex and uh, the sex was so rough and he was so big apparently that she had to go to the hospital because of it. So this report comes out and also reminder, the OJ being the father of Chloe has always been a, uh, a storyline. So OJ, I cannot believe I'm saying the words OJ Simpson takes to Twitter. I know. I never thought it would happen. I, I don't know why. I just assumed he would just be smart enough to not be on social media, but I guess he doesn't care. Uh, Anyways. You just see Julie right now. She's fully fake. No, I, I get it. Keep going. I'm also trying like so hard to not say anything. Just like. I know. I know. Keep going. So he says, he's like, first of all, we never had a relationship. I was never into Chris romantically, like physically, sexually, anything. He was like, Robert Kardashian, Bobby was a brother to me. I loved him. Um, so there's, I had no relationship with Chris. That's a lie. Um, the person who came forward and said he was my manager was not my manager i may have done a business deal with him but i only had one manager the whole time throughout my career and it was not him 
And then he says, also, I am not oh, I am not Chloe's father. I'm very proud of her. As I know Bobby would be, I'm proud of all of the girls, but I am not her father and she is not mine. Which, oh my God, I never realized I had waited my whole life to hear OJ deny the paternity. We didn't even need Maury. I didn't even <laughs> it like know. Crazy. It was just like, what? He just didn't like, don't you feel like this has been a thing for so long that that this storyline has existed and everyone's spoken about it. It's like, OJ's Chloe. We always like expected Chloe to speak about it. I never once had the expectation that OJ Simpson was going to comment on it. I can't, no, I can't believe it. And something I was thinking about and I wrote this, I, imagine how confusing it must have been for OJ to get out of prison. Reminder, he went to prison in 2008. 2017, he gets out of prison. And Bobby's family is the biggest family in America. Yeah, we always say this, guys. There was a time when the Kardashians weren't the Kardashians. This didn't always exist. They didn't always have this fucking, like, monopoly over the entertainment industry. So his, like, OJ's best friend who defended him in his murder trial, all of a sudden his daughters are the biggest family in America, bigger than he was. Like, I mean, that's crazy. It's The whole thing is just fucking bizarre it really 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 is also i'm pretty sure because we were looking at for his twitter before i think he's off now or at least right did you could you find i don't it? know i couldn't find it but i also like don't think he's verified and personally i didn't follow him because as much as i no, talk about oj simpson there's no way i'm following him on social media just to clarify that although he was on twitter for like a day and got like five hundred thousand followers it was insane but it's i don't know i couldn't find his twitter so they may delete it or whatever the deal is but um if you're looking for the video go to hollywood unlocked they had the video on their instagram page so yeah, that happened fucking crazy. Also, before we go to the award ceremony, just a reminder that Drake is a father. Who knew? <laughs> we always forget. We I, yeah. We posted like a Father's Day roundup, and in it, we posted a picture that he uploaded of like a drawing that his son did for him, and Chance commented on it. And the comment section was like, "Wait, was I the only one that forgot Drake was a dad?" And it's like, no, because we all forget. And then every time we remember, we're like, "Holy shit!" As if you couldn't have just gotten the hottest you ever were because of Air Drake, you now have a fucking kid. It's a good thing that he doesn't post the kid ever because I don't think I could handle it. If he posted a picture of him and the son on Father's Day, I would have had to delete the app. Yeah, for, I would have had to forget about it. There's just no way I would have literally if I saw. A picture of Drake and his kid on Instagram, I would have tried to delete my browser history. I know. I know. That's so funny. <laughs> Me in the elevator. Okay. <laughs> Let's transition now to our award ceremony. This is where we will crown the funniest comment and the best clapback of the week. Also, important to note that we, now that we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash comments by celebs, our patrons helped to us to vote on the comments. So, Nominees for funniest. First was Gwyneth Paltrow. So Jennifer Gardner posted a video of this like bear slash panda um, and doing some like, I don't even know what it was doing. And she captioned it like, my body by Simone workout went really well this morning. And Gwyneth commented on it. Is that a bear masturbating? I, I need my glasses. Just like, again, just think big picture. Gwyneth Paltrow was on Instagram commenting on a masturbating bear. like in what On Jennifer Gardner's on, picture. In what world did we ever expect to see that? I'm sorry. That's peak internet. Call what you want. Also, we had the funniest back and forth that we post on our close friends for our Patreon people. And literally, Emma texts me and she's like, do bears masturbate? I'm genuinely like asking you, like I, before we do this caption, I was like, why do you think I have any additional knowledge about bear <laughs> masturbation than you do? So then I sent her like a thing and it's like, 10 animals. I'm like, I, I had no idea. It was so I was funny. like, I think all animals masturbate. <laughs> so we made the caption like, bears, they're just like us. Okay. Second one was Zach Braff. He posted a picture of himself on a train looking out the window and the caption was, bye for now, UK. I love you. And someone comments, when will you come in Italy? I'm waiting. <laughs> he responds, I've come many times in Italy. It was glorious. <laughs> This is like Zach. This is our humor to a T. Clear winner clear, by the fucking way. Clear winner. Like obviously he was capitalizing on the fact that the guy had like a little bit of a grammar slash language barrier error, but it, the way that he did it was just. <laughs> when will you come in Italy? I've come in. So wait. So we're we're talking about the caption. So <laughs> when we saw that one, we're like, okay, we can do an epic caption for this. Like it's that's so in our wheelhouse. Like this is where we thrive. And then we realized there were too many options that we, we really were like couldn't. literally overheating. Like like it was like all systems failure because it was like in overdrive. Yeah, it was in overdrive. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I had the most amazing orgasm in Florence. I'm like, <laughs> so you know he's I not wrong. We, I don't know if we can caption it. <laughs> it's really funny. Okay. Moving on. So congratulations, Zach Braff. By the way, he's been killing it recently. He's great. I he's can't believe so he doesn't great. follow us. He only follows like a hundred people. Yeah. He's a more low-key social media. He's, a more, he's, he's, like, he, he's like a David Spade. Yeah. Kinda. Ooh, I like that comparison. I love when you just an, analogize me. Is that how you would say it? 
I guess. Yeah. I just I made it into a verb. Okay, so for clapback, two nominees. The first, we didn't actually post this, but it happened on our post. So we posted, as you guys know, Chrissy Teigen is like loving this 50 cent um like being owed money by people headline as much as all of us are. So she tweeted, like, I want to start a company um, lending people money to pay back 50 cent. And he posted a picture of the page six article that wrote Chrissy Teigen to start loan sharking business for, for 50 cent debtors. And she comments, fuck, I will never quit this app. And it was a picture of her. And so someone on our post that we did writes, what happened to her face? And she responds, I gained 20 pounds, 12 in my face. Just like peak Chrissy. So good. So good. The second was, not voted on by our patrons because this happened in the last 30 minutes right before we recorded we this episode. we love this one. Yeah, it was so good. So Ciara posted a screenshot from the video uh, or a, a, a clip from the video, Taylor Swift's new video, where she is marrying Jesse Tyler and his husband, Justin Makita. And she writes, wedding is lit, hashtag equality. And someone comments, Ciara, you shouldn't be doing this. We respect you too much. Being at a gay wedding is one thing and joining them together is even a more greater sin. We love you, but this is wrong because in the picture she was officiating. And she responds, firstly, Christians don't judge. Secondly, hashtag you need to calm down, which is the name of Taylor Swift's song. Genius. And by the way, while we were recording, Taylor Swift did like that picture, yeah. which, is, which is a big deal. No, she doesn't often like she's things. not. Yeah, she's not an active liker, I feel like. So we saw that. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, congratulations, Ciara. You are this week's winner for best clapback of the week. <laughs> Let's transition now to our Kardashian recap. A lot happened this week. Yeah. As, as, as it always, always does. First, let's talk about Kim at the White House because I'm sorry. She's a, she's a savage. Fucking killing it. She basically went to the White House talking about criminal justice reform and she was praising Trump's stance on criminal justice and spoke about, you know, being at a place in her life where she just wanted to do more and make a difference. And she announced that she partnered with Lyft to give prisoners um, re-entering society like free rides to job interviews, to find housing, to visit family, et cetera. Because as you know, like a former inmates who enter the regular world again, it's the odds are stacked against them. Like number one, they have that in, in uh, like when someone does a background check, but also they have no resources. So you go in for anybody, you're away from society basically for however many years and you come out and you're expected to just make it. And it's just not that easy. They give you a bus ticket and are like, okay, figure it out. So a lot of this activism is involved in helping people to – I guess, you know, create a better life or have the means to. So I think, one, that's such an example of a celebrity doing something that actually makes a difference, like actually partnering with Lyft. Because think about it. Transportation is huge. How are you can even get a job if you can't even get to the interview? And we don't think about things like that. No. And it's it's such a big point. And all of this is about keeping reviticism rates low. So the the whole idea, and it's true, is that if people have a support system and they have a job and they have a place to live and society makes it easier for them to reenter, then the chances of them reoffending are so much lower. If you stack them against them and you're just ending up in this cycle where, you know, you're not letting somebody get a job because they're a prisoner. Okay, what do you want them to do? Like if you go to jail because you, let's say, were dealing drugs, right? And you get arrested and you come out and now you can't get a job because you were in jail. What do you think you're going to go back to? The only other way you know how to make money. And it's just, it's so, Kim just keeps stepping up. It's one thing to, you know, advocate for this. It's another thing to then go to the White House to create actual change, then to go to law school, then to actually partner with somebody who can give you a concrete ability to do this. It's just beyond. She she just keeps stepping up in every single way. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, like in awe of her completely. Totally, totally. That was, a, that was like a, for all of us, like Kim supporters, that was a moment where we're like, yeah. By the straight. way, if you're not a Kim supporter, like get on fucking board because there should be I, – I just don't understand. There should be no reason that anybody is like – I don't like – I don't know. I've seen a lot of things where um, like somebody tweeted about Kim praising Trump's um, like support of criminal justice reform. And it's like, first of all, if Kim wants to get stuff done, then like, yeah, she's going to have to praise Trump's, you know, doing this. And maybe – there's a lot of things that Trump has done in the past that don't show this, but that's not Kim's fault. Like Kim is doing something that I think that we can all rally around here and to pick on her for that aspect of it is just ridiculous. It's counterproductive. Totally. But she, and also she's vocal about the fact that she doesn't agree with all of his policies. She's talking about this one particular thing. What's that expression? I'm going to fuck it up. It's like cut off your nose. Yeah. Cut off your nose to spite your face or whatever. Like for her to not, for her to be like, you know what? I'm bigger than that because of how much I disagree with Trump's policies. I'm not even going to engage. It's like, okay, fine. Then more people will be in prison. Like she made the conscious decision of like, I have to kind of put my pride aside and recognize that it's bigger than my own political beliefs also if you know anything about trump like 
he needs some sort of like positive reinforcement and praise. And the fact that she's such a big celebrity, of course, that's going to go farther. Like she's such, she's so smart at what she does. That's such a strategy for people to think that it's anything but that is just so unintelligent. And it's getting the outcome, not just that she wants, but that like is required that we need. We talk about this one like line every single episode. I feel like cause it's so true. When she said to Van Jones, let me tell you something. The people in prison don't give a shit who did it. They don't care if it was Trump, if it was Obama, who signed it. They just care that they're out of prison. And to me, that that line is like speaks for itself. We have nothing else to say yep. on that. Case closed on that one. Okay. Let's move on to Black China. This was some shit. So, I don't know. It's like, I have thoughts. Let, let me tell you what happened. So, Black China takes to Instagram to post four slides of a note. I'm going to read you this entire thing. Don't you think I should, Julie? It's not Because you're long. the best reader in the whole world. <laughs> no, but don't think because it's not long. Yes. So she writes, as executive producer of my show, it's very unfortunate that Rob could not simply have an adult conversation with me, the mother of his child, Dream Kardashian, appearing on my show, The Real Black China. Had Rob contacted me directly rather than through his attorney, Marty Singer, Rob would have learned about Dream's participation in the show. First and foremost, I would never allow my two-year-old daughter to be subjected to long hours on the set. Also, the very real and intense drama that happened between my mother and I during the filming of The Real Black China took place outside of the presence of my daughter. I would never allow my daughter to be present as me and my mom tried to work through our many issues to reach peace in our relationship. Before I continue, the scene that they're talking about is when her and her mom, Tokyo Tony, had a fucking blowout in the kitchen to the point where security had to hold them back from like beating the shit out of each other, just so that you're all aware as to where we are. Again, had Rob directly contacted me... To discuss, he would have learned that as the executive producer of my show, I have the ability to control which scenes are included in the show. However, I also would have pointed out to Rob the hypocrisy of his family's insistence that Dream appear on keeping up with the Kardashians. Ready for this line, guys? In the family's desperate attempt to boost the dismal, dismal ratings for their stale and contrived show without my approval, including in a desperate attempt to boost the dismal ratings. For, oh, sorry. Um, including an entire scene being Dream's birthday party, again, without my consent. My show is about my life, and my kids are a huge part of my life. It's really sad that everything I do to better myself or my family, the same people have something to say to stop or hinder it. Let me take a second here. Let me say a couple of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, (laughs) I think that it makes perfect sense that Rob went through a lawyer. Like, how is that an issue? It makes no, like, also, you know your past. Wouldn't you be happy that this is being mediated by somebody that isn't you to keep it from getting out of hand? She's acting like they're A-Rod and J-Lo on, like, amazing terms with their kids. She's acting like they're, like, J-Lo and Mark Anthony. Yeah, like, it's so out of left field that that he would contact a lawyer. If If he knows what's good for him, of course he'll come with a lawyer. Okay. Keeping going with my opinions. Um... Let me just take a second to say, like, I do understand where she is coming from with wanting to give permission for her daughter to be featured on Keeping Up the Kardashians. <laughs> Awfully bold of her that to assume that Dream would be the person to boost ratings if they are in trouble. That's kind of a crazy... Let me tell you something. We like Dream just as much as the next guy. We are always in her corner saying she's cute and she doesn't get the attention she deserves. That being said, the five seconds we're seeing at Dream in the course of a one-hour episode is not what's keeping the show alive. And by the way, I would say that about any of the kids, as cute as they are. Yeah. It's not like showing Saints a little bit more is going to boost ratings. We may appreciate it more, but as a whole, it's not going to do anything. Let me tell you something. In yesterday's episode for the Kardashian recap, we talked, this episode was was really bad. It it, it could be called, quote, stale in the words of Black China. The kids weren't in it at all. Are we still going to watch it? Absolutely. So like... Would the kids have changed things? Maybe for us, but not for everybody. It's like, if you want to make this point about how Rob, how you should have gotten permission to be on, for Dream to be on the show, you're right. Fine. I can stand behind that. But don't then throw in the inaccurate dig that the show in its stale and contrived state trying to get ratings get the fuck out of here like tell me something i can believe also am i wrong but the way that i perceived it was like and the way she said in the beginning about like hours on set and all of these things like it didn't seem in my opinion like rob was saying no she can't be on at all it was like rob was saying like i want to talk about when she's going to be on and what she's going to be exposed to well that's the thing we're kind of working with limited information here and obviously we're not going to get it from rob's side um yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's how it seemed to me. Did it seem like that to you or you thought that he was I, saying that you're going to be on I it wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I mean, as I was reading that, I had to – the reason I was stumbling sometimes is because it was written so poorly that I had to, like, make right. sense of what the, the words were. I just – listen, there are a lot of – I think that what Rob did with Black China in terms of the revenge porn is absolutely in, unforgivable, disgusting, the most – probably the most public – form of disrespect you can give to a woman there's nothing he could ever say to me that would forgive that correct so let me be super clear in that okay that aside i'm not even forget about taking his side because i'm not 
I, in my opinion, do not think that Black China ever was in love with Rob. I think she was incredibly calculated in terms of wanting to be associated with this family because whether or not you like them, an association equates to monetary value. It's the same reason that Stas, although she's not friends with Kylie for her fame, being best friends with Kylie Jenner gets her 300,000 followers in a weekend and then ups her price per Instagram post. So like, let's call a spade a spade here. Yes. Okay? I just think that Black China is a clout chaser. I think this is... Like, just bullshit, honestly. I, I don't it's know. Very it's, it's, it's very typical and it's very classic. And and you know something? I don't give a shit. If, if your mom, to me, I think I would want – I'm not saying she's not a good mom. I'm sure she is. But Tokyo Tony, her mom, not just what we've seen on the show, what we've seen her do in her own life and her own Instagram rants recently, I wouldn't want my kids near that woman. She very visibly has, like, a major drug problem. She's going on saying the most disgusting, hateful, homophobic things, like spewing this nastiness – I can't get behind it. I just can't. I can't either. I'm so with you. Yeah. In happier news, though, it was North and P's birthday party, which was Candyland themed and amazing. I will say there was not as much Instagram story footage as we would typically like. I know. I wanted so much more. Yeah. That was um a little. My un- guess of why is I think that sometimes at these parties, it's now like getting harder to get just family footage. And then you have to be cautious of, you know, m- North and Penelope's friends that are like running around the party that have nothing to do with fame and obviously don't have their consent to, you know, just post them on Instagram as their leisure. So I think that's probably why we're seeing a little bit less. Totally. I think you're right. Julie writes, do you think all three babies will have a joint birthday going forward? You mean um, the twi- like the triplets like quote? Yeah. Prob- uh, well, because they didn't have I mean, they obviously didn't have joint first birthdays, but I don't know. I think there's could. a there's a big um gap between true's birthday and chicago's birthday it's like a couple of months like probably four months but there's no way they would do true and stormy together and not include chicago so they'll either do it all as one party or not do it i don't yeah, know i could totally see that happening i mean who knows the, the thing was amazing kim wore her hair in the way that north wanted to like she wanted to be matching so kim had her makeup like very and not her typical mario and like her hair also very different um to match with north it was the whole thing was really cute i don't know i just it was adorable do you think north and penelope are gonna like get to an age where they don't want to do birthdays together anymore i guess it's possible but also i feel like because they're in school together they have the same friends they're in the same circle i no, i, I think that they i think they love the idea of like being raised as like quote quasant twins it's so fun especially because neither of them well first of all penelope doesn't have any sisters and north doesn't have any sisters that are her similar age so i think they love it they're up such a power, yeah. like, duo. But I could see North getting to an age where she's like, okay, this is my day and I don't want to have to share it anymore. Yeah. We'll see so what fine. happens. So fine. Also, this was really weird. So Caitlin posted for Father's Day, um, just like a post, you know, thanking all of the fathers in her life. And she, on the initial post, left out Scott, which we were all like, oh, my God. Like, there wasn't any mention of him. There wasn't any a picture. And, like, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes later, she re-uploaded it with him in it. Some were saying she's not – some were saying, like, she wouldn't be that calculated with this. And others were saying, like, yeah, like, it was really just a misstep. What do you think? I don't know. I thought it was weird. You know who else she didn't include was um, her – No, her daughter's husband. Uh, do you know who that is? I don't know the name. I don't know the name either. But it was, like, a lot of people were commenting and, and saying it. Um, that she didn't include him. And when she re-uploaded – I mean, they're also very private, which is why we don't really know enough to say. But – they have kids together, so it was interesting that she didn't I, – I had no expectation that she would put Tristan in there. I thought it was really weird that she left Scott out. Do you the, think that it's possible it was just a mistake? I don't know. I, I can't There's imagine There's so many to that, keep track. Well, just because we can never imagine that. I just can't Scott. imagine that she would forget about Scott. I mean, they were like – they had their issues, and then when Caitlin was transitioning, I felt Scott was so incredibly supportive and so like they, – they had finally reached this understanding. Remember, they had had that whole conversation where Scott was like – it makes me feel so much better that this is what you were going through because I always felt a rift between us and now I can finally like put a finger on it and say like it, it wasn't my fault. You were going through something separate and and that's why you were unable to have a relationship. So it, to me it was surprising considering that that she didn't include him in that roundup or it didn't include him. I first of all consider all posts that are like carousel posts a roundup now. Yeah, that's what we call them. Uh, yeah, fully. TM roundup. Yeah. Um. I just – I don't know. I, I, it could have been a mistake. I'm not saying she, like, did it absolutely to show, show throw shade. There's no question about it. But it just – how do you forget Scott? I don't know. How do you forget also, like, Mason's father? Caitlin and Mason had the most – I mean, they still may, but had the most incredible relationship when Mason was really young especially. They may not anymore because Courtney and 
Caitlin obviously aren't as close considering everything that happened with the family. But to me, it feels very weird that Caitlin would just forget about the father of Mason. I don't know. Yeah, I, the jury's out on that one. I really don't know. The whole thing was kind of weird. Um, is there anything else major in Kardashian news other than we said in the other episode, Kim Sarais is being perfectly timed with the KKW beauty launch? I don't think so. I'm very interested, though, to see um, the one thing that people are saying about the body lotion and the body makeup is whether or not it rubs off on things. So I'm very interested to see that. But I don't think there's any other uh, major news. I don't think so either. Well, guys, another week in the books. I had fun today. You? I had the be- I always do. I had the best time. We love you guys. Remember, um, if you feel so inclined, it really, really helps us when you review and rate. So please, please do that. And our Patreon, patreon.com slash comments by celebs in case you want to be included in the group of people that freak out about all this stuff with us. Yeah, if you want to be cool, join our Patreon. <laughs> if you don't want to be, don't. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Free to Fertility. Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Free to Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.